Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. Bring up whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231. That, by the way, is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Starting things out here tonight, a fo- kind of a short follow-up story on something we talked about, I believe, on last week's program. Uh, last week's Saturday program. We do a weekday show as well, but for those of you radio listeners that only hear us Saturdays, perhaps you were here last week, you heard us talking about the Pledge of Allegiance. It's not what you think it is. Yeah, I know, when you say the pledge, you put your hand over your heart and all that, you feel good about America and freedom and liberty. But as it turns out, as we rediscovered last week, uh, it was written by a socialist, and the purpose of the pledge is to inculcate young people and all Americans with obedience to the state and to, to kind of uh, worship the state up on a, a pedestal as though it were a, a godlike entity. And that is the purpose of the pledge. That's the guy who wrote it. He's a socialist. That's all true. So I'm thinking maybe some 8th graders were listening to our show on Saturday night, Mark, because this past week, three small-town 8th graders, according to StarTribune.com, were suspended in Minnesota by their principal for not standing Thursday morning for the Pledge of Allegiance, violating a district policy that the principal now says may soon be reworded to protect free speech rights. So the principal suspended them and then said that he, um, he's going that they're going to reword the policy because it uh, uh, violates free speech. Uh, that's what it sounds like so far. Kim Dahl, the mother of one of the students, says my son wasn't being defiant against America. She says apparently he attends the junior high school in northwestern Minnesota. Brant told the Forum newspaper in Fargo that Thursday's one day in school suspension was kind of dumb because I didn't do anything wrong. It should be the people's choice. Kim Dahl said the punishment didn't. In fit school the crime. suspension baffles me anyway. Um, they're Go in sit school. in a room. Yeah, they're in school. You're suspending them from school. What, what are you? What? Hold on. What? Suspension should be very, very serious stuff. And um, the idea that that you cause students to miss class. I mean, wh- why are we sending them there? I suppose after school makes sense to me. Uh, weekend school makes some sense to me. Suspension, uh, total suspension makes sense to me if you're talking about a violent child, but I don't see anything, any reason for in-school suspension. It just, it's, uh, what, why, uh, what, what? It's, it's this sort of, it's just punishment. That's all it is. Well, it's yeah, weird, this that's... weird punishment thing. Well, I'm... the idea is to, to take the kids away from their classmates and to isolate them in a, in a very small room by themselves. That's what in-school suspension is. The reason I'm sending my kid to school is for education. If you want to punish him, uh, perhaps after school might make some sense, or weekend school might make some sense, but causing him to miss the classes for your punishment? You, as as someone who's been to prison before, should understand what's going on here. I mean, this is essentially maximum security. It's, you know, they're they're not going to take the prisoner out of the school to punish him. They have the prisoner for a certain number of hours each day. I mean, the... By the way, many schools are designed, at least where we came from, uh, the schools were designed by the same guy that designed the prison. So frequently they actually have some kind of frightening similarities to them. Uh, But So essentially these kids are being held by their captors for eight or nine hours a day, and so there's no need to pay a guard extra to come in after school hours to look at some 
to, to keep the kids extra time, so you just punish them during the time that they're in the prison by isolating them from their, their cohorts. Yeah, it doesn't make a heck of a lot of sense to me. I'm sorry. I mean, the, the I, I'm not trying to uh, make it make sense. I'm just trying to explain it maybe in terms that would uh, be, be more relevant to your situation. Well, it, 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 it doesn't make any sense to me, and I don't think we should be treating students uh, like prisoners. Well, in this case, again, the crime was that they didn't stand up for the Pledge of Allegiance. His mother said, one of the children's mothers said, the punishment didn't fit the crime. She says if they wanted to know why he didn't stand, they should have made him write a paper. She said her son that has makes been, some sense. She says her son has been declining to stand all school year and offered no reason for sitting. It's and, May. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, school has been going on for, like, we're almost done. A long time. Uh, she said her son's been declining to stand all school year, offered no reason for sitting, and was not obligated to explain his actions. The school's handbook says all students are required to stand, but are not required to recite the pledge. The same is true for all schools, all of the four schools in the district. According to the district's community education director, who backs the punishment, by the way, he says these three students didn't, and they got caught. Being a veteran in the Uni- in, and a United States of America citizen, absolutely. He's saying he supports it. You know, it it seems odd to me that um, this patriotism thing's a lot like religion. Mm. You can't say anything bad. You can't do anything uh, that might be construed as anti-American. Um, it's it's a terrible thing to be to be anti-American. And isn't it a free country? I suppose people should be free to be anti-American if they choose. Yeah, I would right? think so. I don't. Th- I, I don't think not saying the pledge is anti-American. I think America is about freedom and liberty, and was founded on um, you know the concepts like that. And I think that people that are uh, you, you know, people that understand that and, and exercise their freedom and liberty are being um, good Americans. In this case, the head of the Minnesota ACLU said the school's action against the students are unconstitutional. And his office informed the district of that today in a strongly worded letter. School can't do that. It's illegal, said Chuck Samuelson from the ACLU. Samuelson said that numerous U.S. Supreme Court rulings dating to the 1940s say in well-settled constitutional law that students who refuse to participate in the pledge cannot be punished for refusing to participate. He said he's surprised any public school district would have such a pledge requirement, given that the state law allows for students and teachers to decide not to participate. Most states have the same opt-out provision. Now, it says here that they can, according to the school's policy, they cannot say the pledge, but they have to stand for it. And isn't that kind of part of the same deal, like standing is showing some sort of reverence for the the whole process that's going on? I don't know that I necessarily agree with that. Um, I, I, first off, it's a problem with public schools. There's no way that you should be required to send, um, that, that, you're, that you should be required to pay for a school that um, when you believe what you believe, you believe that people shouldn't have to stand for the pledge. You shouldn't be required to pay for a school that, that has rules otherwise. So the problem is, clearly public schools however i think that uh you know just out of courtesy someone should stand you know just stand for everybody else in the room everybody else has this um reverence uh for the flag and so the you'd country. stand up if they were doing like the communist uh salute or something like that if that's what are that's what they're doing i understand that mark but you know what i mean if, if it was not so obviously american if it was something different if let's say the uh the the red Chinese came in and took over and forced everyone to. It's not entrenched in the same way. Um, I mean, that's never going to happen see. to me. So, um, but but if I was 
in Russia, um, or look, I, I suppose I should pick a real communist country, mm-hmm. if I was in Cuba and everybody stood for the Cuban national anthem, because the Cubans don't have a pledge of allegiance to a flag, we're the only country that has one of those. Yeah. Um, if if the Cubans were standing for their national anthem, I wouldn't just sit there and cross my legs and say, "Castro's Raul's a jerk. Ra- I I'm not standing up. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that because I just I think it's uh, irreverent. I think it's uh, uh, you know it's just not nice. It's rude. Hmm. Well, I uh, 100% support these young men. I don't care uh, if it was rude or not. You know, I don't really think they well, cared how the other people would perceive them. For whatever reason, they decided they did not want to stand up for that Pledge of Allegiance, and they should not be forced to. You don't agree that they should be forced to, right? I. Uh, you may think it's rude, but do you think they should be forced to? At, at this point, you're, you're, what you're asking me to do is uh, you're asking me to look at a school system that I believe is illegitimate. I, I, I don't think that the, schools, that, that the school system should be able to t- threaten to take someone's house away if they don't pay for this system, uh, whether they believe in the flag or not, or whether they believe in sex education or not, or whether they right. believe in uh, creationism or uh, evolution or whatever it is um, that they have a problem with the school system. They shouldn't be forced to pay for the public school system. So you're asking me that. I don't think that someone should have to pay. That's what I think. Well, I agree with you there, and certainly government schools are a major problem, and we should transition government schools over to the marketplace and and get rid of the coercion. But still, the question stands, considering we do have government schools today, and considering young people are forced, parents are coerced into paying for and sending their kids to those schools, is it right to force those children to stand up for the pledge when they don't want to? I say no way. I I would encourage my son... To stand and show up. How do you, you know. feel about this? This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll free number at 800 259 9231, the SACL CAI toll free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com, and those features include the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, grab them all right there on the front page of the website. In fact, just, I think, yesterday we posted the torrent for the entire month of April. You can just grab all of April's archives in one fell swoop for free right there at freetalklive.com. And the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival is better known as Porkfest. It's happening June 9th through the 15th. At Porkfest, you'll be able to discover the outdoor and recreational adventures that New Hampshire has to offer and meet hundreds of individuals who, just like you, cherish liberty and are living the goal of liberty in our lifetime. Discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Register today at Porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. The story is out of the Star Tribune in Minnesota. StarTribune.com, three eighth graders were suspended last week for not standing for the Pledge of Allegiance, violating a district policy uh, that says that you can you cannot say the pledge and get away with that, but you have to stand for it. Uh, so these young men were suspended from school. Mom says that was a little bit too much. And let's see here. There's a poll on the Star Tribune's website. Let's see what people said to this. The question was, did school officials react properly to the students who did not stand for the Pledge of Allegiance? Uh, Let's see. No, they should not be required to stand. One, solidly, with 52% of the vote. 
Well, that's not solidly. Well, there were three other choices. Uh, No, they should have been given a warning first, took 9.1%. Yes, a one-day in-school suspension is about right, took 22.5%. And yes, but the punishment should have been more severe, 16.1%. So 16% of respondents said that they thought the kids should have gotten punished even more severely. Perhaps suspend them permanently for not standing for the pledge? That should give you an indicator of exactly how nationalistic some people can really be. It's a pledge of allegiance written by a socialist. How many of those 16% do you think know that? I don't think uh, anybody, uh, very few people in the sound of my voice, something like uh, single digits, low single digits, no. 1% or something? uh, Two, three, something like that. No that it was written by Francis Bellamy. And they and, and fewer of them, nah, I imagine if you know that it was written by Francis Bellamy, you probably know that he was a member of the National Socialist Party. And that's the same party in Germany that was called the Nazis. Um, they probably then know that the, uh, the, the original salute to the flag was a uh, arm-extended sort of Nazi-looking salute. It was, mm-hmm. Your hand was in a different position, but very similar to the, uh, the salute that the Romans, uh, the Roman legion salute. So... What would the what would the end game, the logical result be if I guess logic's not the right word because government isn't very logical in how it works. But what if these three young men were to continue sitting for the pledge after they have been punished for not sitting? They've gone to in-school suspension. Pre- presumably, they would be out of school suspended. Right. Uh, government doesn't take well to uh, people not following orders. Right. Uh, schools don't take well. I mean, authority figure authority figures do not take well to people do not um, you know saying no. I'm I'm not going to obey. And I, I that's what part of this is. They would is, try to break them. Right. Well, that's what part of the the whole concept of forcing kids to stand up for the pledge is is to inculcate them with an obedient mentality sort of indoctrination yes uh so everyone else is doing it why aren't you what's wrong with you anyway so maybe they would suspend them for a longer period of time actual suspension maybe they would be expelled or forced to go to like the bad kids school but what if they went to the bad kids school and still didn't stand up for the pledge i went i ended up in the bad kids school and we didn't have the pledge Would, would they ever actually would they ever actually kick the kids out would they ever actually Probably expel not. them? I don't think so. Well, looks like uh, apparently another young man had uh, gone ahead and, I guess later on, the family of 14-year-old Bishop Edens said that he was suspended from school the next day because he wouldn't stand for the pledge, but was quickly invited back after the official said a policy change might be needed. Uh, they, he said that on Thursday he would sit in support of the other three, so it's catching now. Uh, apparently. I would love to hear how you feel about this. Let's go to your phone calls. Jim in West Virginia, listening on WVTS. Hello, Jim. Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, what's on your mind, sir? Well, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm maybe too much of an idealist, but I'm thinking, I, I teach, I teach in an elementary school, okay, and I'm thinking that we, I, I see nothing wrong with uh, protesting, okay? That's part of being American, all right? Okay. But I think the other part is pledging allegiance to the country and the ideals that allow you to protest. Hmm. Okay. Well, if if the ideas, if the ideals, the ability to, to sit down during the pledge, then how does one pledge them? You know, like the, I I, under- the what you're talking about sort of cancels itself out. No, I didn't understand. Say again. Well, if the ideal, uh, one of the ideals of the country is to be able to protest the 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 pledge of allegiance. That's one of the ideals of the country. Is I mean, it's to me, it's freedom of speech. 
how right, how does that work? Uh, well, see, I, well, it works. It works this way in my mind. Okay, I'm listening. I, uh, I maybe a simple way to explain it is, I, I see no reason to burn the flag. Okay, if you're going to protest, do it with instead of making it symbolic, make it actually against something specific that you're protesting. Okay? I can I can absolutely because understand where you're coming from on that, and it's okay to have a preference about what people do with the flag, but would you outlaw the burning of the flag? Well, I, I don't think I'd outlaw it, but I'd make it illegal. Well, wait, well, what's <laughs> what? the difference there? I'm confused. What's, what's the difference between outlawing and making something illegal? All right, um... Maybe that's a poor choice of words, but I'm what I'm trying to get at is if 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 we really want to maintain America and and its freedoms, then you have to pledge allegiance to that ideal of everybody's free to do what they want to and this freedom that they want to do whatever they want. Well they can so they can do whatever they want. It's represented by the flag. Okay? So they can do whatever they want as long as it's uh, as long as it's not not standing for the flag. But here's my question: If that's what's keeping America America together is the pledge of allegiance and obedience to it, then how did America survive up to 1892? How did our freedom stay intact without the pledge of allegiance? Because it wasn't created until 1892. That's fine. That's 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 all well and good, but it came out of what what uh, transpired before. What what do you okay? mean? History. Uh, people dying for the right to be free, leaving. No, that's not why the pledge came. The pledge came about because a guy, uh, a flag salesman, wanted to sell more flags. <laughs> His name was okay, Francis fine. Bellamy, sir, and he was a socialist, a Nazi, <laughs> and he said that the purpose of the pledge was to teach obedience to the state as a virtue. And that the United States supports the flag. So it okay, sounds like his original intent for the pledge is a little different than how you view the pledge today. I think it's become something entirely different. The pledge has become something well, sure entirely it different. Has. He's, he's, he's irrelevant right now. He's irrelevant. Period. I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, forcing people to stand up. I want to continue discussing this. We find out what your school's policy is, if you don't mind hanging on, because you did say you were an elementary school teacher. I want to see if you've got a similar policy there as these uh, folks in Minnesota. 800-259-9231. I think the original intent of the pledge is completely relevant because it hasn't significantly changed since Bellamy wrote it in 1892. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, including the Shrine of Female Listeners. Dozens of ladies have taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. Just head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. If you're starting out in business for yourself or starting a website or anything like that, here's a word to the wise. You should incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that can wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is fast and easy. They do all sorts of legal documents. They do patents, wills, trademarks, LLCs, leases. 
Use code FTL to save $10 off your order. That's LegalZoom.com, FTL. 1-800-259-9231. We continue our discussion about the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, we actually talked about it briefly last week, but it's back in the news now where uh, three small-town eighth graders in Minnesota have been suspended for not standing during the Pledge of Allegiance. Not only did they not say the pledge, they also did not stand during the pledge. And, of course, inevitably, when we talk about the pledge on this show, we've got to talk about the true history of the pledge that virtually no one knows, and that is that it was written by a a socialist, a Nazi, Francis Bellamy. He said the purpose of the pledge was to teach obedience to the state as a virtue. And to me, obedience to the state has nothing to do with being a good American. Obedience to the state is anti-American, in my opinion. But let's go back to uh, Jim in West Virginia listening on WVTS. Now, Jim, you said you're a uh, an elementary school teacher. Do you have right. similar policies at your school about the pledge? Um, not that I'm aware of, simply because it's never come up. Uh, yeah, it's an elementary and, and the school. And the school that I'm that I that I work at is uh, K to five. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I expect maybe. Uh, after you get in seventh, eighth grade, ninth grade, you're you're starting to feel more independent, and maybe you know, or you hear things at home or at other places, and you might think, well, gee, I don't think I like that anymore, or whatever. Right. So, I so, can understand, but like I said, uh, I just I think if if we want to keep America, to quote, who was that Reagan, uh, a I shining city on a hill. Okay. A beacon of liberty? Uh, well, yeah. So then there has to be something that represents that. That's hmm. above everything else. Okay? It, it's, and it, to, me, to me, it's a, a pledge that you want to be able to be free, to do all that stuff, to protest, etc. But you all should agree that this is, this is a symbol that everybody says we're allowed to... That that represents everybody's ability to protest. Well, I I don't I don't know. I think that I I feel like people should be able to protest in you know whatever they manner they wish. And if they feel like, for instance, America's a bad place because we're killing people in Iraq and they don't like that. Um, okay, or, but see, but see, that's that's one facet. You're right. You're right. But that's one facet of being an American. Okay, and and you're you're feeling that somebody should be able to protest that is exactly what I mean. Sure, and, and I'm, I, I see well, where you're... Should, should they be able to, if, if they stand up for the pledge, and um, you know, or even say the pledge, should they be able to say the pledge and then not pay their taxes? Do you think that that's a, a, um, you know, a, a way to get away with, or a way to protest properly? Well, sure. You, you think that people should be able yeah, to not pay great. their taxes? That's fantastic. I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely with you on that one, Jim. <laughs> Me too. I, I, see, I see no reason why anybody shouldn't be able to protest in any manner, as long as what they what they hold as the most important thing is a a symbol of their right to protest. But you and do understand me, that you will go to jail for not paying your taxes, right? Sure. Okay. Well, there there are a few people in 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 America, I think, that have been doing that and haven't gotten to jail yet, but they're getting close. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's I I think you're right, but I just I just think that you know. If, if you if you say I pledge allegiance to the United States of America, to the flag and and the republic that it represents, and freedom and liberty and justice for all, all those are good things. Well, no, I don't. I can't agree with you on that one, and that, and I'm sorry, but uh, I like liberty and justice is a good idea. 
but okay. the United States is a is a bankrupt, decrepit old organization of gangsters, as far as I'm concerned, because there's a difference between America and the United States. The United Why? States is the government, Why? and I have no allegiance okay. whatsoever to the government, nor do I have an allegiance to the concept of a republic, because it's obviously been an absolute failure. We don't have freedom in this country anymore. It is, uh, it's more of like a fascist socialist state than anything else. Hey, so I'm not hey, going to pledge allegiance to those things. Check it, check it. The the fascists, the real original fascists, didn't they come around killing people for protesting? Drag you on the fascism uh, in the middle of the night. There have been different iterations of fascism, but the basic definition is a uh, it's a combination between the corporate state and uh, and the or the corporations in the state. So that's really the only real necessary definition of fascism. Jim, thank you for the call tonight. We appreciate your comments. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So I don't pledge allegiance to the flag, an inanimate object, nor do I pledge allegiance to the United States, a corrupt government, nor do I uh, pledge allegiance to the concept of a republic. I just want to be a free man. I, I think that uh, Jim brought up a, uh, a relevant point, which is that uh, here in the United States, we have, uh, we have the freedom to complain about the government. Um, whereas, For now. What's that? For now. For now. Yeah. Whereas there are, there are many you know uh, countries that came before that where you would get drug off, but um, you know for for doing such a thing. But I think that not saying the pledge is a manner of complaining about the government. And Jim was, it sounded like he was advocating dragging people off for that. He said illegal. Yeah, but then he did say he wanted to go back on that. So we didn't really press him. I, I think putting somebody in school suspension is dragging them off. We've got to go to the phone calls here. Scott is on the line in we, in uh, not in West Virginia in South Carolina, listening on WSC. Hello, Scott. Uh, hello. Um, I just wanted to comment on it. Um, I, I agree that everybody has the right to their own opinions, but I believe that these kids should actually be so far as to be expelled for not standing up and giving the Pledge of Allegiance. Um, the biggest problems that I have with it is they're eight and nine years old. Mm -hmm. They don't have the right yet as children. I believe that they're disrespecting every soldier in every war that we've had in this country that has fought to give us the freedoms that we have. Um, I Just as a point of clarification, as a point of, be, before you go on, as a point of clarification, they're in eighth or ninth grade. I mean, eight or nine years old in third grade, you said, correct? No, no, no the no. Eighth, eighth grade. We're talking about 13-year-olds here. 13-year-olds, okay. Um, still, still that's a little bit early for them to be having those opinions. The things that we're discussing and the things that we're doing, and if you want to grow up and you want to be a conscientious objector, those are adult decisions. But they are disrespecting all of the soldiers that have gone before. They could be living in a country where, by not standing up and repeating the manifesto of the dictator, where their family will be killed, where they will be dragged off. They could be in a country where, you know, what we just had in that country where the, the teacher was there and the, the teddy bear was named Muhammad and this woman was almost executed. It could be that kind of a scenario. I think, mm -hmm. by definition, the biggest problem that I have is, by definition, that you have the option not to say the Pledge of Allegiance means that you should, because if you were someplace mm -hmm. where you didn't have the option to it, they would kill you. So, you so for you, the Scott, the, you uh, the whole fact that the pledge was written by a Nazi, that doesn't bother you one iota? Um. You know, I didn't know that before I listened to your program. Yeah. And yes, that is that is troubling because, of course, that was – I can't say enough bad things about that whole episode, okay? But – 
that's not what it means to us today. Hmm. It, it, that's not what it means to me. So uh, there, there you go. Hold what, on. But before you go on, that's what it means to you. But it means different things to different people. And the people I assume that are sitting down during it, and I wouldn't do, I wouldn't do that. Um, the people that are sitting down during it, it means something to them that it doesn't mean to you. So you can't really mandate that somebody have the same meaning um, that, that you have. And my, my other question is, if a, a 13-year-old isn't able to make the decision, what about me? If, what if I decide I don't like uh, you know, standing up for the pledge? I'm sure that I, I could go somewhere that uh, they say the pledge, and I d- didn't stand up for it. Why is it okay? I mean, at what age does one get to disrespect the soldiers with impunity? Scott, we'll let you answer that here in moments if you hang on. 800-259-9231. Phones are loaded with people that want to talk about the pledge. We'll talk to all of you here in moments and take your calls about anything as well. If you want to talk about something different, that's up to you. 1-800-259-9231. That is why we call the show Free Talk Live, because you can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you like the show want to help support Free Talk Live, then you can go shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live. We'll get a percentage of your purchase. You've got to buy stuff to entertain yourself and to live. You might as well buy it at amazon.freetalklive.com because the prices are great. It's the brand you trust. And in many cases, you'll get it delivered for free with free Super Saver shipping. So go and get your shopping done at amazon.freetalklive.com. Dot com as we continue discussing the Pledge of Allegiance, three young, uh, th- I guess, eighth graders were suspended for not standing for the pledge last week, and we're getting uh, people to weigh in on this. I say they should not have to stand for the pledge. They should not have to say the pledge uh, because, well, if this is a free country, you should be free to not participate in such things. I understand people are very, very upset. I understand that people hold the, cled- uh, the pledge very close to their heart, but just because you identify with something doesn't mean that everyone else should be forced to identify with that same thing. Let's continue, though. Uh, Mark, you had a question for our caller, and let's see if he's still there. Scott, in South Carolina, are you still with us, sir? I am still with you. Mark, can you recap your question for Scott? I, I guess uh, my question was, um, what, what is the reason for uh, – at what age does someone get to the point where they're able to you know, make a protest and that protest should be heard? Um. That's a good question. Um, I guess perhaps I would say off the top of my head, maybe 18, the age when you are able to serve in the military. Um, you know, we have age limits for a lot of things. Um, you know, and there's something I just want to throw out as far as school-age children. Here in South Carolina, say, for instance, a kid wanted to quit school. He can't do that legally until he's 16. Mm-hmm. So, you know... Because he's a prisoner, are, right? Say again? Because he's a prisoner? <laughs> um I don't agree with that, but you don't, don't agree. agree you don't that. agree that kids should be uh, forced to go to school. I, I, I agree that they need to go to school. How else are you going to have anything in this world without an education? Well, I think I, that I think that kids should go to go get an education too, wherever it comes from, whether it be from a, from a school or from their parents or or whatever. But I don't think that we should be threatening parents with jail time if they decide to not send their kids to uh, to school. No, I, I I absolutely I absolutely do agree with that. Um, you agree that you agree that parents should not be threatened with jail time. That they should be sh- threatened with jail time. You yes. think they should? 
I, I believe that they should, most definitely. Now, how that is that? How is that American? I mean, how is that respecting the choices of your neighbors? Well, in that, it's that's what's natural. That's what's good for the children. They need to learn how to interact. You know, even if you're homeschooled or even if you're going to get this education from another place, you're still going to have to go out into the workforce and interact with society and interact with other people. You're not going to just, you know, you're not going to just pop up and have your own successful company at 18 years old. You're but going to have to learn how to live in the world. A lot of a lot of, of uh, a, a lot of states have a whole bunch of regulations on homeschooling and and that kind of thing. And basically, the it, it seems to me that what the reason for that is is because the teachers union is such a powerful lobby, and they manage to get all these rules shoved down homeschoolers' throats. And so, therefore, they're trying to protect their little public school, which everybody, including the homeschoolers, is forced to pay for. I, you know, um, you, you, this forcing people to send their kids to school thing results in everybody's forced to pay to have a school so that people can't, so that people, you know, of course, uh, you know, don't have to pay to send their kids to school. And you, you, you go down this line, this, uh, this, this uh, trail to tyranny a, a pretty long way. And then we're all run, you know, all of us are run by the teachers union and they decide what your kid gets taught and what they don't get taught. You know they're they're busy teaching kids uh, socialism and uh, sex ed and all kinds of other things in school, especially sit down, shut up, and don't don't speak unless your hands raised. I I, I don't know. I mean I, I just hate the public school system entirely, and it puts us so far down the road to tyranny. It's one of the planks of the Communist Manifesto, as a matter of fact. Okay. Well, I don't agree with the public school system either. But you know, what other way do we have? What other option do we have? Um, let the freedom. market decide, sir. Freedom. Let your neighbors decide for themselves how to raise their children. Nobody pays t t to feed my child. Why should they pay to send them to school? I understand that. But one, let me jump on one thing that you said. You said telling them to sit down and shut up. You know, school also teaches them to learn how to live in society. It is, and I, and I know you guys are going to... I know what you're going to say about this, but they need to learn how to respect authority figures. They need to learn <laughs> yeah, how. I think that's the biggest problem with right. government schools. Because there's, there's just no <laughs> screw their authority. <laughs> right. They don't have authority. They're Who's just people. Who's an authority figure, and how did they get there, and why do they have a legitimate hold over me? Now you've done it, Scott. <laughs> now you've done it. Well, they were authority figures when I'm I'm 37. They were authority figures when I went to school. S same here. But I went to figures. I went to a Christian school where they had a stick that they would beat you with. I know why they were an authority figure. They were bigger than me and they were armed. Now, tell me who an authority figure is and why they have a legitimate hold over me. Because it is your job as a child to go to school. That is that is what I tell my children. That is your job. It is your job to go to school. I concur. Education. That's not, that, I guess I didn't make my question clear. You said okay. that the school was meant to teach people about authority figures and how they when they get out in the world to deal with authority figures. And my question to you is, who's an authority figure, a legitimate authority figure, and how do they get to be a legitimate authority figure over me? By the fact that you are that when you are in school you are a child they are an adult and in an well, uh, today you're situation. talking about a 37 year old me. Mark a 37 year old today me ha I, who is my authority figure that I am supposed to respect oh, okay and how did they get to be my authority figure well one of our authority figures would be the police okay that's why we have laws for people that are not how did the police legitimately get to be an authority figure over me the government. What, that, that's not a responsive answer. How Laws. did that happen? How did it happen? Yeah. Um, 
I guess either I don't understand your question or I don't well, have a good... It's okay to let not me, understand. Let me, fill in, let me fill in some blanks. The it's police, a pretty tough the, question. The police are instituted by the government. The government is, uh, you know, quote-unquote, democratically elected. We'll take that as a given. Um, the democratically elected means that 51% of the voters in a given area have decided that this is how things are, or, you know, elected somebody that's decided that this is how things are going to be. My okay. question to you is, um, let's say that I live in your town. And let's say your town's a thousand people, and let's say that a re- had a really good turnout for a local election of twenty uh, percent, so that's two hundred people. Let's say I brought a hundred and one people to your house. Would I legitimately be able to demand uh, that you turn over the deed to your house? No. Okay. Now, how does a hundred and one people get the legitimate authority to elect somebody who can demand that you pay five thousand dollars in property taxes every year because of the uh, value of your house? How do they get that authority? Yes. Yeah. I guess because we, as the people, give them that authority. Well, I didn't. I didn't. You didn't give it to them. <laughs> you just told me that a hundred and one people could not come to your house and take your house away. Not legitimately. The answer, Scott, I mean, it's a trick the, question. The answer, the answer, the answer is, is they have guns. It's, it's a bunch of armed, violent yeah. thugs. Yep. They're a gang. <laughs> and I mean, that's all they are. Just because you can get together 101 people or 51% of the voting population or 51% of the people or 99% of the people, that doesn't mean that they have the right to tell you what to do. It doesn't legitimize theft. It just theft. means that they're the big guy with a stick, yeah, it, just like school. Yeah, numbers, uh, you know, a certain amount of number of people does not legitimize theft. It does not legitimize violence. And it was a trick question, Scott. It's been a great call. Thank you for making it tonight. Let's continue and talk to Chris listening in West Virginia on WVTS. Hello, Chris. How you guys doing today? Hey, what's, what's on a- your mind? Well, I would tend to agree with you about these three kids in Minnesota. Now you're interrupting the, inter- interrupting the education process of three eighth graders by suspending them and ruining their educational chances. Well, I mean, it is a government school, so odds are there's probably not well, much here's that was... The thing. Here's the thing. Kids in school these days are not given the rights that Americans across the board are given. They sure they are. They don't can't have be. the right of they, free speech. They can't Here be. Here in West Virginia, we had a girl that made an anarchy club mm. for her uh, daytime school activity. Yeah. She had to go to court about this matter. It's wow. ridiculous. Now, now, granted, I don't think she understood much of what anarchy meant because I doubt too many anarchists would have a club. But <laughs> the thing of it is, we don't allow these children to express themselves in school because we don't want them expressing themselves when they get out of school. We really don't. We, we well, don't really have freedom. I don't know who we, we is. I want people to be able to express themselves, which is why I would never send my kid to a government school, because they will be inculcated with exactly what you're talking about, a very obedient, sheep-like mentality. That's what those government schools were designed for, and it is, they're not very good at educating people, but they are no, good at, at dumbing them down. failing system. And what's really interesting is your, your buddy Jim, who called in a minute ago from yeah. West Virginia, he's one of these teachers. Let me tell you, in, in Canal County alone... We had three teachers last year that either went to jail or got fired for looking at kitty porn on the Internet on their school computer. Oh, boy. And then they wanted a three and a half. The governor gave them a three and a half percent raise. That's a point per felon and an extra half a point just because we like you. Well, they went on strike because it wasn't enough. See how the government turns us against each other? Yep. Chris, thank you for the call. More coming up. Hour two's on the way. Free Talk Live. The Cynic says... I started losing my hair, and there was nothing I could do. I wore a baseball cap because I was self-conscious. The Believer says, 
I started using Avacor two months ago, and already I'm regrowing my own hair. My bald spot is going. No caps for me. Are you a cynic? Avacor's formula is FDA approved to regrow your own hair in as little as two months. Avacor's topical formula contains the only ingredient approved by the FDA to regrow hair without risk of sexual side effect. Call right now and ask about getting a free month supply of Evacor and receive Boost just for trying Evacor. Boost can make your hair visibly thicker with its first application. Call 1-800-451-8920. That's 1-800-451-8920. This is a limited time offer, so call now. Call 1-800-451-8920. 1-800-451-8920. Or log on to avacorradio.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airways via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. As we launch into hour number two of the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. Last hour, we started out the program with a story out of Minnesota, StarTribune.com, reporting on three small-town eighth graders that were suspended for not standing during the Pledge of Allegiance and that resulted in some people calling in to, uh, to air out their opinions because I feel like this is fine. I mean, as far as what the kids did, if they don't want to stand for the pledge, they shouldn't have to. They shouldn't be forced to. But some people last hour said, yeah, they should be forced to. Until they're 18 years old, they should be forced to stand for the pledge. Now, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I don't know if that's exactly what uh, the last gentleman said. But talking about... Uh, yeah, we we ended up it ended up being a conversation just about public schools and government schools in general and what they're designed to do and that of course is to teach obedience and that is what the uh, the pledge was designed to do according to Wikipedia Francis Bellamy was the author of the pledge a Christian socialist socialists mean you know, that's what the Nazis were they were socialists. And uh, he said the purpose of the pledge was to teach obedience to the state as a virtue. Now, I understand people believe that it means something else, or to them it means something else. To them it's something special, and it's about freedom, and it's about liberty. But that's it not what makes it makes me feel, though, uh, that, that what you're just talking about right there. I, when I say the pledge, I feel good things generally. Right, but that's not what it was originally But it wouldn't make about. me feel good if I was forced to do it. Yeah, well, then you're not doing it on your own volition, and it doesn't have any real value, right? And I think that if we're going to teach kids how to be good Americans, and we're going to teach them about concepts of liberty, we need to let them be, you know, free. Let them have liberty um, and choose these areas as they're growing up so that they're, um, you know, when they're adults, 18, they can make good choices. Because if you don't let them make choices up till then, they're not going to be any good at it. 1-800-259-9231. So uh, people still on the line with comments about this story. We go to that. And, of course, you can bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. We go to the phones and talk to Josh in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hello, Josh. Hey. How are you doing today? Hey, Josh. What's on your mind? Oh, I just wanted to make a couple comments on this. It's a pretty good debate. I've actually had it before with people. Um, And I'm on your guys' side. I think those those young uh, kids, eighth graders, did the right thing. I don't um, know their exact reasons, but I believe they do have the right to exercise their freedom of speech. Um, that's what they're taught in school. It should be enforced. Um, I believe there's a lot of problems today in our country with, with the pledge itself and people blindly saying it, not really knowing why, or examining what's in it, what used to be in it. Sure. Um, if you look at it, it's, um, 
it's filled with a lot of things that are no longer acknowledged in our in our country. It's, it states that we're one nation under God, which um, I don't think we should force our religion upon anyone. Um, myself, I consider myself a Christian, but if this is a nation of people of all beliefs, why should we say that we are one nation under God? Um, I don't believe we're one nation at all, but a collection of 50 independent states that have more power than the one nation or the federal government. I think we're a collection of 300 million individuals. Exactly, and I'd go that far as well. Um, and then one of the biggest statements, if I do um, feel like saying the pledge, because there have been times where I have, I will always leave out the word indivisible, because that is thrown in there, indivisible. That word, it's it's inappropriate. It's in direct violation of the Tenth Amendment. Um, this this country was founded on the basis that states have a right to secede, to yeah. are divisible. That's a great point. And that's what I was, I was saying before. There's so much to object to about the pledge. The only thing that I like that's in there is the term liberty, and I feel like Francis Bellamy just threw that in there, so it I sounds like justice, good. too. Yeah, justice is, is, is yeah. a good one. Yeah, sure. justice is definitely um, a losing uh, battle in this country, but uh, definitely indivisible. And then again, is it a republic still? Would you go? So, I don't think we're even a republic anymore. I I I think that the the uh, getting all worked up about the nomenclature between demo, uh, democracy and republic is very it's very difficult. One's Latin, one's Greek. Both yeah. of them mean of the people. Um, it, right. Like I believe the republic is uh, a, a place where you know that that free men. Uh, come together in the groups of states, and then those states delegate powers to a federal government. I'm with you. That's what I would say as well. But I, I'd say now that we, that's no longer that we have more centralized executive control um, with the presidency than was ever intended. And I would say we're no longer a republic, but almost form, some form of an autocratic um, dictatorship <laughs> with I, a couple it, other branches that make believe they do things. And there's just something bizarre about, as one of the callers suggested earlier, that, oh, well, the pledge is good because it celebrates what we stand for. It stand, you know, celebrates freedom. But it's something bizarre to say that you are being forced, if you're in school, government high school, well, before, government high school, that you're being forced to celebrate freedom. I mean, you're forced to say this pledge uh, yeah. that celebrates freedom? It's kind of a contradiction, don't you think? You're forced to pledge allegiance to it. Yeah. Now, when you say allegiance... That means you are, um, what, are you a servant to that? You have sworn your allegiance to do whatever um, that flag or whatever that flag, whatever government stands behind that flag represents and asks you to do? Because I've got a lot of problems with what the Stars and Stripes have flown over in the name of uh, Americanism in its past. I mean, you look at the slavery, we're the last nation to give that up, and it took 600,000 dead Americans to do so. You know, it's interesting that you touched on that because uh, the allegiance is an interesting issue for me. I, uh, if you look at the definition of citizen, it is one who owes a duty of allegiance in return for an obligation of protection from yep. the government. But if you look at Supreme Court decisions that have been consistent over the past several decades, the Supreme Court has decided again and again that the government has no obligation to protect you or provide you with any sort of services. And so, therefore, there could not possibly be any way for you to have allegiance to it because there is no citizenship. Unless you've sworn allegiance on your own, as you do with the, the Pledge of Allegiance, unless you swear your own allegiance, there is no. If they can't call you a citizen because the whole deal is null and void. There never was a deal in the first place, and even if there was, they reneged on their side of the obligation. So by that definition, by the definition of citizen, there are no United States citizens. 
I mean, exactly. it's just crazy what's going on in this country today. And, and thank you for the call tonight. Certainly appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. We continue. Adam's on the line in Florida listening on WFTL. Hello, Adam. Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's Good on sir? your mind? Listen, um, I'm a veteran. I uh, served in the Gulf War. I, uh, I'm listening to you guys. And, uh, you know, there's got to be something that can promote uh, Americanism, esprit de corps, a feeling of patriotism for this country. There, this, is, this is still, whatever you guys want to say, this is still the best place on the planet. You can go around to all these other countries, and, and everybody's got these high-minded ideas that, you know, uh, somehow we're, we've slipped into fascism, and, uh, you know, uh, President Bush is a dictator, and uh, he, he's a king. And it's not, you know, we're about to have an election, and he's going to be gone. So Yes, and some of... new scumbag will replace him. Excuse me? And some new scumbag will replace him. Yeah, but see, we get to elect a new scumbag every four years. No, we do. Here's this is this is the fallacy of it all. Um, now, you, you you know, for me, I have such a difficult time choosing between scumbags. I'm not going to pick one of these three scumbags because they're so scummy. It's so. Can I can I ask you a question? Wait a minute. Uh, so obviously. Uh, you don't vote. You're not going to vote. You, you, oh, I'm going to vote. Uh, I'm going to vote you're for. You're so cynical that you've just checked out of. Uh, no, I'm going to vote. I'm going to vote for the libertarian. Probably. You're going to vote for the libertarian. I can't. Not I'm not going to vote for the libertarian if it's Bob Barr or Mike Gravel or most of the libertarians running. If it's if it turns out to be Dr. Mary Ruard or Steve Cubby, I'll probably go out and vote for them. But even most of the libertarians at this point, I won't vote for. All right, well, see, you're not doing anything. Uh, a citizen, you know, I believe you have the right to protest. If those kids would have stood up when everybody was saying the Pledge of Allegiance and just not said anything, to me that's fine. But if you're going to sit there, and th- then, then it becomes disrespectful. Then it's an act of disrespect. I agree. And what they're protesting, uh, you know, I have no idea. Uh, but if you want to protest, I feel that you should at least stand up. Uh, because otherwise you are being disrespectful to all of the people who have died so that you can protest. And uh, another thing, you know, there, there has got to be our country. We've gotten, uh, you know, one thing I will agree with you, uh, laws uh, are very, very strict in our country. I would like to see a loosening of the laws because just like you've got the right to protest and sit down and disrespect what I feel is a uh, great tradition in America, uh, I feel like I should have the right to smack you in the face. Uh, really? For and, what? Uh, show my protest. Why would you because think you'd have the right to smack someone in the face? I'd like to, hurt to, you. to find out exactly how you feel about that. So hang on. We're going to bring you back. Adam, more on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us, including the bulletin board system. You can get interactive with a couple thousand of our listeners. Over 340,000 posts await you. Lots to talk about serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Is another fad diet really the answer to losing your extra pounds? Are working out and eating right no longer working to help you lose weight? If you can relate to that... Then go read the story of a doctor who lost 37 pounds in one month and has kept it off. See the actual before and after pictures and read his story at notfatanymore.com. You can get off that fad diet roller coaster forever. Check out notfatanymore.com. 
We continue. We've got Adam still on the line with us, uh, listening on WFTL in Florida. Now, just a few moments ago, and I want to make sure I understood you correctly, you were pretty upset uh, about this issue of people not standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. You say it's disrespectful. And at the very uh, last moment in the last segment, you suggested that you should be able to slap someone across the face for it. Did I misunderstand you? Uh, no, you actually didn't. Um, you know, I believe uh, you have the right to burn the flag. You have the right to do all these disrespectful things. But you've got to understand there are people in this country who feel very, very, very strongly about this. And I guess I shouldn't have the right to smack you across the face, even though I, I actually would. Uh, because I would be willing to deal with the consequences of my actions because I feel your actions are uh, are so heinous. So, so I guess I really would you consider right, yourself a sociopath? I'm just here to say I would. <laughs> would you consider yourself a sociopath, sir? <laughs> Go around hitting people no. because you don't like their viewpoint. I mean, no, no, how no, childish is that? You, you got to understand that sometimes, you know, people. Listen, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. He's a Vietnam vet. He, uh, good to know you Vietnam, have friends. He received the Medal of Valor. He told me a story about when he came home from Vietnam, I think it was 1970, and when he came home, he was wounded. He got shot in the chest. He was a helicopter pilot. And when he came home, uh, they actually took his uniform from him. They, they, they used to fly into San Francisco, I guess. And uh, when they flew him into San Francisco, they actually had a little, uh, like, changing room in the airport, and all of the soldiers, they took all of their military gear from them, uh, their uniforms, their bags, their Class A's. And when he went home, he actually had to go home in civilian clothes because when you walked out the airport, the protesters would be out there protesting the soldiers. Now, to me, that is just shocking, disgusting, and and it, it outrages me that people would be so insensitive toward the soldiers. Then I listen to you guys, and, uh, you know, I hear comments uh, about that there are no citizens. Are there citizens? Uh, this is a fascist state. Uh, where do you guys, where, where's ideal? Where do you want to go live? Where, where do you want to do? I'm right where I want to be. I'm here in New Hampshire, with, surrounded by liberty-loving people and uh, great activists, and uh, this is exactly right. taxes and go to school. Actually, to more, and more, more and more people are, uh, are stopping paying taxes, actually, as a matter of fact. So, well, so do you believe that you do believe there are citizens, sir? You let's rewind real quick. You do believe there are such things as citizens in this country? Yes, I do. But yes, by what yes, evidence I'm do you a have? Of the United States of America. So you have sworn an allegiance to the United States government in return for an obligation of protection. I have sworn an oath to this country in return for nothing because I love this country. That makes I you a subject. I an oath when I was when I was in the service. To defend the Constitution from enemies, both foreign and domestic. I also say the Pledge of Allegiance, and it makes me feel very good when I say it. I enjoy watching other people say it. I like the national anthem. I like when the Jets fly over the stadiums. Okay. I, think it's a I agree with all those things. But um, the point that my, my partner here, as uh, recalcitrant as he is, is trying to make to you, that the state has no obligation to you, therefore you are not a citizen. State. The point that he's trying to make is that you are a subject, because you're, you owe that no, allegiance. No, I'm not a subject. Can Wait a second. You don't get the to state, pick the terms. You don't we, get to make the English language. If we have language. the right to bear arms in this country, then we are not subject There are 20,000, excuse me, 20,000, 20,000 gun laws in this nation. In this nation level. that you... Well, the in, guns in, I have in my house? Give me a break. There are 20,000... I can't own any. Hey, wait a second. I can't own a single gun. Do you know why? Because I'm a convicted felon. Do you think that's right? 
Or do yes, you? Yes, I think that's right. I think. Let me read the Second the Amendment law, to you, sir. The, let me read the Second Amendment of the Constitution that you swore to upheld. It says, yes. "The right to keep of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed." Has it been infringed, or am I not a person? You are a convicted felon. That's, that that means I'm not you a person. Sacrificed your rights. Look, does that mean I'm not a person? Uh, you're a half a person until you prove that you a are a half person. A person? You, can always, you can always you can always go back and get your civil rights restored. Do you know how long it takes? That, I filed to get my civil rights election. restored in Florida in 2004, just before the 2004 election, so that I could vote there in that uh, state that doesn't allow people that pay taxes to vote, just like we fought a revolutionary war over. Um, and, and you it's, guys are really wound up. My God, I'm you know, you're look, the one that's talking about attacking 13-year-olds because you don't like what they how they feel or what they say. You're the one who uh, believes in this false concept of a citizen. We're telling you what the real definition is, sir, and you're just denying it. It's okay. Denial is the most common human response. Let me give you my definition of a citizen. Okay. My definition of a citizen is somebody who gives back to their fellow neighbors, to their family, and to their country. I want to leave this place. How do you give back to your country, exactly? What does that mean? How do I give back to my country? Well, I joined the military, and I decided to serve. Uh, Well, that that sounds to me like you took some orders from some bureaucrats. I mean, I... I don't know if that's giving no, back actually, to... No, I didn't take any orders from any bureaucrats. You didn't? I served on the DMZ in Korea, okay? Well, you never I followed an order? Korean, I, I defended the South Korean people from the North Koreans, and, and a bunch of the South Koreans would come up to you and thank you constantly. Great. And tell you, thank God you people are here, and thank God you liberated us, you know, however many years ago that was. What? It, no, I'm not saying there was anything wrong with defending people and, and helping people around the world. I'm all in favor well, of helping people thing, in, right? in need. I just think it should be done on a voluntary basis. So well, I did volunteer. I wasn't drafted. No, no, I no. Yeah, but but, I, but somebody paid your paycheck through threat of force. Yeah, you, you got paid because money was stolen from people, sir. That's my objection. That's my, my big Excuse problem. Excuse me. I joined the military and actually took a pay cut. I joined when I was 21 years old. Right. Any amount of money you got from the military, sir. And where I got and and I gave up all of my worldly possessions, which I was happy to do. And I went and I think I made it at the time it was five hundred and sixty dollars a month, and I could care less about the money. I was a soldier, and it still makes me feel good to this day. I, when I see other soldiers, and I you believe you were defending freedom and and all of that. And, and That's what they good, tell you. Those are good yeah, things. Yeah, I know, That's all those ridiculous, you know, old-fashioned notions. Well, I know. I, I don't think that they're old-fashioned. I think they're fallacious. But um, that that doesn't <laughs> it doesn't change that. The point is that you got paid because somebody had to had to pay or they were threatened to go to jail. That's what we were the point we're making about force. Listen, you know, this is let me try and let me try and uh, bring it down to uh, basic stuff for you guys. Okay, go ahead. There's a lot of services that go on in this country. Yeah, the paving of the roads. It's not it's not a service. If I have to pay for it, services that we receive. It's not a service if I have to pay for it. That's actually going to happen. Somebody's got to pay for it, so we kick in a little bit of our paycheck. Well, roads were fine. We had roads before the government decided to take them over by force. So lots of private, lots of history of private roads. Let's focus on the federal so-called services. I, for one, am not interested in one of them. I'm not interested in them, so I'm not going to pay the (laughs) federal goons. We're going to hold you over because you're absolutely fascinating, and I'm glad you've hung on so long to talk to us. In fact, if you've got a question for Adam, hopefully you'll hang through here. We're going to talk to uh, to Adam some more here. 800-259-9231. He keeps talking about the services. So let's talk about the services. What if I don't want them? 
What if I don't want those federal government services? What are you going to do to me, Adam? Going to hit me? More coming up. Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. Bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free. So enjoy those on us. Uh, And those features include live streams, broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version. Both are free for you. So enjoy those on us at freetalklive.com. And don't forget, you can go shopping with us at the store. Go to store.freetalklive.com. Order great Free Talk Live branded merchandise like hats and T-shirts and hoodies and more. All over there at store.freetalklive.com. Adam, he's a good sport. Uh, He's still with us listening on WFTL in Florida. In fact, Adam, we do have some calls on the line. People want to talk to you. They want to ask you some questions. So I appreciate you hanging through here. But before sure. before we go to those phone calls, I had asked you a question before we went away uh, for a moment there, and that was that you had mentioned these services uh, that right. government supposedly provides, and let's focus just on the, at the federal level because most of the roads are taken care of on a on a local level, so that one's not really too fair. But let's look at just the the federal level. Um, I'm not interested in any of them. I've thought real hard and long about all the federal government's so-called services, and uh, I'm just not so interested. So I'm going to withdraw. I'm not going to send them any money, and I'm going to no longer consent to be governed by them. Is that okay with you? If you want to go to jail again, that's fine. No, no, that's not. You know, <laughs> no, no, no. I've never been. I've never been to jail. That's me. No, yeah. look, well, if your partner wants, you know, if you want to go to jail like your partner did, that's fine. How many people? I, if, know, let's say more people start yeah. doing that. Let's say more people start uh, withdrawing their consent because I thought that, you know, according to the Declaration of Independence, I believe the uh, this government was formed by the consent of the governed. So you're telling me if I withdraw right. my consent, then I'll go into a jail cell. So that doesn't sound to me like a very consensual-based government. That sounds like a violent, threatening government to me. And so more people are going to come to realize this, see, and they're going to start withdrawing their consent. So I guess my question is, are you willing to build jails for a significant percentage of the American population that, uh, let's say, 5% of your of your neighbors uh, withdraw from, from their consent? Will, will you put all of them in jail and and pay the extra tax dollars it'll cost to to keep them there well if five percent see we're a representative democracy democracy so what you got to do is if you want to stop paying taxes you have to get enough people that believe what you believe and then you guys vote that into law no 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 sorry bud i've tried the the political system and it's just nonsense it's a waste of time and it doesn't work no, that well, doesn't matter. Why do I need? Why do I need Adam to, to to have my freedom? Why do I need to have anyone agree with me? Because there's 300 million of us here, and otherwise you would have anarchy. But so I can have my. Why can't I have my freedom laws. and you have your freedom? Why can't we all you have the freedom, have freedom to choose? Well, you do have your freedom. What is a you know? Every, you just told me I was going to go to a jail cell, right? <laughs> you don't make me laugh. You're you're sitting in a radio station. You're running down the government, and there's nobody knocking on your door trying to arrest you. You're going to go home to your house. Uh, nobody's following you. You're going to use roads. You're going to go turn your electric on in your house. Yep. And I pay the my government didn't bill. give me electric. I pay my electric bill, mm-hmm. and I pay my gasoline. Uh, you know, I pay my gas taxes Fantastic. when I fill up the tank. So, what's so not free? 
you know, try not paying your taxes. Well, if the, you think you're free, try not paying your right. taxes. I'm, I'm not free. Try smoking a joint. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can't go out, walk down the street, and smoke a joint. And I can't, uh, if I decide not to pay the federal taxes... You can't open up a bar and allow people to smoke cigarettes in that bar. You told me they were going to put me in a jail cell, and that's certainly not freedom. I didn't hurt anybody, sir. If I haven't harmed anybody, why should I be in a jail cell? Because, you see, you actually have harmed somebody. Because most agreed that we're going to pay taxes, and we've got the Social Security system, and we've got all of these services... Who have I harmed, exactly? The socialists. The socialists uh, said that you have to pay, and if you you don't pay... What? Are you a socialist? Am I a socialist? No, I'm a Republican, actually. Oh, you are. Oh, hold it sounds on, like you're you, defending socialism. What about Social Security? Don't you think that's a socialist program? Well, listen, like I told you, I am very involved in the political structure because I'm actually trying to change these things. Good luck, dude. Good yeah, luck. Good luck. Let's it's a failed the, process. Let's go to Republicans the have been talking about smaller government since they've been Republicans, and now what, what do we have? A three Larger trillion government. Yeah, three trillion Ronald dollar Reagan grew the government. George Bush has grown the government. The Republicans are lying to you. I used to be a Republican. I'm still a member of the Republican Liberty I know, Caucus. I know. They're full All of right. crap. All right, we've got calls for you. Uh, Adam in sure. Florida, we're going to go to the phones. We're going to talk first to Ben. Benjamin in Indianapolis, listening on WXNT. Benjamin, you're on with Adam. Hey, yeah, Adam. My, hey, how you doing, man? You're hey, good sport for up? hanging on, buddy. No, no um, need for formalities. I, Just I get also, your question out, please, Benjamin. Yeah, sure. Um, I also served in the military, and Adam, I, I don't think I don't think you're getting it, bud. Um, where do you, where do your rights come from? Where are they derived from? That's my first question for you. From God. I have the the God given right. To do whatever I want to do, and then I choose to be an American citizen, so I follow these laws. I voluntarily follow these laws. Okay, that's pretty subjective right there. Really, our rights are derived from our property. Um, My body is my property, and just earlier you mentioned, you know, you wanted to protest and slap somebody in the face. What, you know, what should not give you the right? My body is my property, therefore you can't just come up and slap me in the face. Um, Well, defend your property. Yeah, right. You're in violation of the law at that point because you're violating my property. Um, I have what the right law? To what law? Who, who, who's law? From you. Who's law? You mean the federal government's law that you don't want to follow? I don't think there are any federal laws against uh, hitting people. That's kind of a state and local issue. Okay, state. Okay, it's a state law. So okay, so let's get rid of that one. I thought you guys didn't like laws. I, I think that's... it's not about that. It's about rights. Okay, um, it's about where your rights are derived from. And I don't think you're getting it. Let me insert um, something here. I have no objection to natural law. I have no objection to private law. For instance, I may I have property in, the, in, in regards to what Benjamin is saying. I have property. I have a house that I own. And, Adam, if you wanted to come over to my house, I might ask that you take your shoes off when you walk in the front door. You could call that my own little private law. And if you don't want to follow my law, then you won't be able to come in my house. See? Uh, it's okay to have rules as long as people right. consent to those rules. And I don't consent to the federal government's rules. So then leave. Get out of our house. There you go. It's the the, the American you rights. You, you've outlined both of the <laughs> yeah, American but, rights, but what uh, Adam. Gives, what gives you, you the right you don't to like the, You don't like the rules? If, you don't want to fight to try and change well, them. I, uh, you just want to... Ben, wanna, uh, ben, 
Uh, let me let me jump in on it. Here's the two sure. rights, Adam. These are the two right. The, these are the two freedoms you have left in America. You have the freedom to complain and the freedom to get the hell out. And if you don't like it, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> now, no. uh, just a second no, before you go on, Adam. Before up. you I didn't go on, to shut up. You just told me to get Never the hell out. Shut up. Now listen. Never shut up. No, I told you try and change the laws and affect the change that you want to. And if you come up with the with with if your ideas are bright enough and sharp enough, then you will change people's minds and they will come around to your way of thinking. And until they do, because we're a democracy where people vote for these things, then guess what? You haven't won. Look, and then 80% 80% of the law. nation believes in medical marijuana, and it's not law in most states. And in the states that it is, the federal government's coming in there and screwing with people. Why? Because we don't have a government of the people. Sorry, no, they don't they follow care. their own right. rules. So smoking, so smoking weed in America, people aren't smoking weed in America. They, oh, but, mean, but it's against the law, and you go to jail for yeah, it. Yeah, over 750,000 people were arrested last year for it, so, yeah. yeah. The, the, the knuckleheads that are running around in the street in complete violation of the laws. No, it's cops, it's cops searching cars. You know what, you know what goes on on uh, 75 and 95. They pull over a hoopty that has brown people in it, and they scare the crap out of them oh, until they yeah, let them search it. cops. Right, what? the racist cops. Oh, you know, I've met them. You, you don't think the cops profile? You don't think Excuse that... me. What? I think cops should profile. I yep. live in a city <laughs> where my police are Spanish, they're black, they're women. So who exactly are they? Who exactly are these cops racist against? I didn't call I mean, them racists. I said they profile. Don't you think that a black guy can profile. say that a black guy is more likely to have pot without being racist? No. I know plenty of white people that smoke pot. Are you kidding me? Yeah, there's a lot of them, but they don't get it convicted at the rate that black people do. All right, let me get to, let's get Benjamin another chance here to to respond because we need to move on. Benjamin, go ahead. Benjamin's gone. All right, we got another call for you here, Adam. Let's talk to sure. Eddie in Ohio. Eddie, you're on with Adam. Yeah, which is uh, the gentleman I forgot his name. Adam. Adam, we just said it. Adam, first of all, we're not a democracy. We're a constitutional republic. Yeah, I know you that. straight and read it and figure out where you're being misled. And the second thing is, the Second Amendment says the right to bear arms without any infringement. Not, it wasn't until 1938 that violent, violent felons... I want to give you both a chance here to talk about this. The right to bear arms. Sounds like uh, Eddie's going to try to hold your feet to the flames. I don't know what he's coming at, though. So, uh, Adam, if you'll hang on, we'll bring you back for one final segment. More with Adam coming up. If Adam's you've got a co-host. Call, this is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Are you remodeling your kitchen or bath? Well, now you can purchase knobs, poles, and faucets at wholesale prices and support a business that supports Free Talk Live. Internobs.com. Save 10% on your order by using the code FTL at checkout. That's Internobs.com. I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S.com. Friendly service and wholesale prices for knobs, poles, and more at Internobs.com. Uh, so a conversation that began about the Pledge of Allegiance has 
gone into all off the rails. kinds <laughs> of places. Uh, in fact, uh, Adam is still on the line with us, holding over from the pretty much the very beginning of the hour. Adam, listening on WFTL in Florida, uh, been so such a, a compelling caller. We've opened up the other phone lines to take calls from more callers for you, Adam. And uh, there are still calls waiting here. In fact, Eddie, Adam, are you still there? Yes. Okay, great. We still have Eddie in Ohio. Eddie, you were mentioning all of the federal gun laws, and you were attempting to make a point when we had to interrupt you. Go ahead, sir. Yeah. All right. The Second Amendment is the right to bear arms without any infringement. It wasn't until 1938 that that the people were um, tricked into saying, okay, violent felons can't own guns. By 1968, it was all felons can't own guns, and anybody deemed mentally incompetent. And then by 1990-something, anybody who was arrested for domestic violence and misdemeanor couldn't own guns. And George Bush just signed into law that most people coming out of the Iraq war who are deemed mentally incompetent because they're on disability can never own a gun again. First they came for the trade unionists, and I wasn't a trade unionist. A simple simple one-sentence amendment, and now you think that there's some great people, but our government is out of control, and they don't even follow their own laws, and they just decide what they want. Does Adam really think that this government is doing something good. Thank you, Eddie, for the call. Adam, your response? Well, first of all, you know, you guys start off with the premise that this is this is a terrible country, and and I, no, I, I don't no, know I didn't say that. that. No, no. And well, hold on a second. You know, you want to talk about uh, people shouldn't own guns. I agree with the fact that people shouldn't own guns if they're convicted felons, if they're mental patients, if they are, uh, you know, mentally incapacitated. Uh, these, these, uh, these people that are convicted of uh, spousal abuse... So you don't agree uh, with the Constitution, then? You are uh, in disagreement uh, with the Constitution? You know, guys, this it's is the clear. same problem I have with Ron Paul. Mm-hmm. Ron Paul, when he speaks, he, he's correct in a lot of things that he says. If we lived in a vacuum, if this was a static... Uh, if nothing was going on in this world, Ron Paul's principle, you aren't. But you, it's quite but clear. You have to adapt to the world that you're in. The world that we're in, when guys are beating up on their wives, they have a tendency to want to shoot them later on. Look, so if you get do you really that, think that your silly little you Adam, 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 hold on? Do you think your silly little gun law is keeping some guy who wants to shoot his wife from getting a gun? If it stops one person, it's it fine. doesn't stop anybody. I could go get a gun tonight. <laughs> yeah, I got three I mean, upstairs. The only thing that the only thing that keeps me throw you over, you go right back to jail because you're a convicted felon. Right, but if I really to... wanted to hurt somebody, Adam, if I was if you crazy, really to smoke pot. Wait a minute, you're telling me that these laws don't matter. So if you really want to go smoke pot, go smoke pot. Oh, I, I will. could. I could. My wife's a drug treatment counselor, and I'd have a big, big problem if I did. But um, that that's beside the point. That's a decision I've made for myself and my life but the fact is i'll smoke some i can't own a gun to protect my wife if i do use it then i'm going to go to prison oh wait your wife own a gun Oh, oh, hold on, because you don't know the laws. Because but I can't have... Law. What's the law where you live? It, well, the, the law around all around is uh, a felon cannot possess a gun, and that's active possession, which means that a gun... I can't even be in the same room as a gun. Um, there cannot be an unlocked door between me and a gun. Can I ask a question? What did you do to become a convicted felon? I was convicted of murder. Are you kidding? No. Is this a joke? You were convicted of murder and I'm supposed to feel bad because a maniac can't own a gun? Hold on. I wasn't <laughs> convicted of being a maniac. I was convicted of being a murderer. 
You were convicted of being a murderer. I'm out now. Does that mean I can't live a life? Does that mean I can't protect my wife? Does that mean it I can't protect my child? Are, it, it means that you are basically, I'll equate this to a pit bull who has chewed on somebody once. Now, we don't walk around that pit bull the same as we used to. You've done it once. Uh, we believe that's that right, Mark. You're a dog. Do it again could be higher. You're no, like a mindless a animal, but he's Mark. Convicted. No, he's convicted. You know, every he's night I sit here in fear that Mark is going to pull a shank and just stab me when he gets really angry at me. Because Sometimes he's I a, have flashbacks he's a of terrible, prison sex. He's a terrible Adam. animal who I who I can't even stand to have near me. But for some reason, I well, put him in my vicinity. In the newspaper that a radio host was killed by his murderer partner. Uh, you know, then I'm going to start laughing. Then, then you'll I mean, know. Then you'll know. We've got to continue with the calls. Let, let me just say. Let, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bring somebody else on. We this got another one for you, Willie in Texas. You're on the line with Adam in Florida. Hello, Willie. Hello. You're on the Hello, air. Hello, Adam. Go. Hey, what's going on, Willie? Uh, pretty good, sir. Pretty good, sir. Um, I just wanted to bring up the executive orders that the president has signed. And if you allow me, I would like to read them to you. Oh, boy. Sure. Keep it short, please. Uh, 10990 allows the government to take all over modes of transportation in control of highways and seaports. 10995 allows the government to seize and control all communications, media, telecommunications, internet, radio, etc. 10997 allows the government to take all over all electrical power, gas, petroleum, fuels, and minerals. 10998 allows the government to seize all means of transportation, including personal cars, charged vehicles of any kind. All right, that's far enough. Did you have a question? Uh, well, my thing is, is I, I, look, I was I used to think like Adam. You know, yeah. Obviously, I live in Texas, and you know, I'm, I'm very, very, very supporter of the military. It, I guess it came to me when my grandmother. See, I'm 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 from Hispanic origins, so my grandmother, who lived in Mexico, came here to the to this great, you know, to Texas in about I say 19 in the mid 80s, after the devaluation of the peso. So you know, she's 90 something now. Matter of fact, very. <laughs> We're going for Mother's Day celebration today. But she has seen all these things that have happened. And what she has told me, and what, I mean, and, you know, you've got to learn from the old people because they didn't get old to be in, in without being old without, without wisdom. And my point is, is that all this is, I mean, if you put everything that's going around, just not the one thing, is it's how where it's coming from. It's either the gun laws or it's the... Everywhere that it's coming from, your personal liberties are being infringed. That's all. So you're just wondering how Adam feels about the the continual infringement upon liberty, the ever-growing uh, state taking away more and more freedoms. Uh, Adam, your thoughts about that, and Willie, thanks for the call. Thank you. Uh, well, first of all, you know, I'm defending my country. I'm not defending uh, all of the people in the government. When when these when these jugheads go up to Washington and they sign some of these laws into effect, uh, I believe that uh, there's a lot of bad laws, and I believe we should get rid of some of them. But unlike you guys, I don't want to uh, you know flip out into X Files territory. I actually I try and get people elected that I believe aren't going to put these crazy laws on the books. I fight for people and causes to try and get some of these laws changed when I disagree. How's with that them. going, like Adam? I told you, 
Well, you know what? It, it doesn't. You don't have victories every day, but some days you do, and some days I'm very happy about it. It's Other a, days I get very upset. The federal about government. It. The rules he trillion. just made in the suspension of posse comitatus and habeas corpus were done within the last four years. I mean, you, you seem to be doing pretty bad with your Republicans. Yeah, Adam. the size of the federal government has continued to increase over well, time. Well, I would be doing even worse with these Democrats. You got. Oh, really? I was, I was a Republican oh. until George Bush got elected, and then you know I just threw it all in. Well, okay, it's interesting. Well, I don't know. If, I, look, but I'm I'm no partisan, uh, Adam, but just looking at the actual numbers, George yes. W. Bush has increased the size of government at a much faster clip than Bill With Clinton did. With the Department did. of Homeland Security. I mean, give me a break. Right. You know, it's listen, the biggest joke out there. The TSA misses 80% of guns, knives, and bombs that passes <laughs> through it. I mean, <laughs> you're okay, laughing but, at us. But guys, but guys, this is, this is, this, this is the point. After September 11th, this is what the people wanted. Now, the no, don't that's want what the politicians the wanted. Look, no, they had no. the Patriot. People dude, the Patriot Act is 700 pages long. They had that baby ready to go in one day. Are you telling me keep, that that's what the people wanted or what that's what the politicians wanted? Well, if the people didn't want it, they would raise up and our politicians would change no. things. See, they most had that thing ready to go. They were waiting yes. for the next You disaster. know what, Adam? Most people aren't paying attention. And to, and to just say well, that the oh, people so can want this and the people want attention. that. The, you can't say what the people want because the people is a collectivistic concept that doesn't represent the 300 million individuals that that make up the no, people. No, it represents 51% of them. And if 51% no, of actually, them it's 51% of the voters. Do what do. No, it's 51% of the voters, Adam, and the voters are a much smaller percentage well, than 50%. I didn't tell you not to vote. Uh, I won't bother with that. It's Thank not you worth very the trouble. Much. Hey, great, it's been not a, a great call. Election. I'd like to say it's been a great yeah. call, and yeah. we, hope, well, we hope to hear from you again, Adam. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. We've still got Tom on the line, as well as uh, Todd, Ernie, Gene. Everybody's coming up. Ladies, come first if you dial in. 800-259-9231. Hour 3 is on the way. Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. Talk Live, it is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com as we launch in hour number three of the live Saturday edition. Again, that website, freetalklive.com. Phones are loaded up. You can call in about anything. We go straight to your calls and we'll start with Tom in South Carolina, listening on WSCFM. Hello, Tom. What's up? Hey, what's on hey. your mind? Uh, not too much, man. I um, can share some uh, some sympathy with you on being a felon and uh, paying a good bit of money in taxes nowadays that I've got my life uh, together over the last couple of years. And um, it really sucks. You don't have a lot of freedom at the end of the day. And I'm a big believer in, um, you know, go ahead and try to not pay taxes and, you know, watch the chain of events that will happen, and ultimately they'll pull a gun out on you. 
They sure will. You know, um, the the thing is, is that our founding fathers fought a war over uh, taxation without representation, and in many states, felons can't vote. Um, mm. In all of them, uh, they can't own a gun that was ma- manufactured before 1898 and has uh, after 1898. Actually, after 1897, and uh, has ammunition that is uh, readily available in the United States, which means anything but a black powder pistol or, or a uh, musket. So, which yeah, it's crazy. Um, it, it really is. If I wanted to rob a store, I could do it with a bat- black powder pistol. <laughs> then they couldn't charge me with that stupid law. And believe me, well, what, you'll blow a big hole in you with a black powder pistol. What really gets me going is um, I had a really a bad situation that happens to people. Um, happened to me over a decade ago, and uh, that ended up in a felony, um, which was actually a plea to just get it to that. Regardless of what it was or what it was about, it wasn't violent. It was nonviolent mm-hmm. in its nature. It was non-criminal. I mm-hmm. didn't deceive anybody or anything like that. Just a situation happened, and nowadays um, I make over a hundred grand a year. I've got house and a commercial piece of property it's crazy isn't it about yeah i pay about you got three cars you got three cars you got uh, two houses you know what whatever you know you're you've proven yourself and they they're just simply not going to give you back that uh the right to own a weapon because they don't want anyone to own a gun the government doesn't want american citizens owning guns well it's not even that it's it's um I don't even have a, a voice anymore, and I'm a producer, you know. I, I don't even have any kids. I would like to have kids, but it's going to cost me a lot of money, mm-hmm. and I ultimately pay taxes for other people that have no responsibility, have made no judgment calls in their life, have never, uh, you know, stopped and thought about what they were about to do or produce. They've got, hey, have four kids for free. Matter of fact, we'll help you. Um, vote. Hey, we'll give you a bus to ride to the place to vote. Own a gun. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Go get a gun. You know. And at the end of the day, like I, I don't know. I just feel so frustrated about it. I I have to do a fourth of my day when I look at it. I try not to get too too bitter about it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, but doesn't sometimes, do any good. Yeah, I go home at the end of the day. I say, you know what? A fourth of my day today went towards things that I have absolutely not even control over but really contempt <laughs> you know can't do a thing about it yeah it sucks other, to be a slave huh? like you guys said earlier you guys said it earlier the only choices i've got are to deal with it or you know, move somewhere else well you, know? it, well, you can move, complain <laughs> well now there is a, the moving somewhere else we don't recommend what the uh, nationalists would say like the last guy we had on you should get out of here if you don't like it uh, we would suggest the Free State Project, if you love liberty, if you love freedom, and are willing to uh, to do something about it, then you should take a look at it. Freestateproject.org, it is uh, happening. There are going to be 20,000 liberty-loving activists moving here to New Hampshire. We're part of the first wave. We're the early movers. And uh, these are people that care about freedom. They are people that care about liberty. They are fed up with this huge gigantic federal government and state governments that we have that we're dealing with that are, as as you say, sapping off your wealth and doing things with it that you don't necessarily agree with. Our ranks are growing. There are more of us every single week moving up here, 
And uh, the more of us there are, the more unstoppable we'll become. And, and I don't mean that we're going to be violent or anything like that. This is a nonviolent uh, evolution. We're evolving toward a voluntary society where we don't where we don't bow down to the state anymore. We don't. I don't recognize the state anymore. They're just an, they're just people trying to uh, to rule over our lives with the threat of force. But if there are enough of us who've decided to stop obeying, then there's nothing that they can do. So there is a solution, but it involves a little bit of courage, and it it probably will involve moving uh, to New Hampshire. But you might want to take a look at it, Tom. Yeah, it definitely will. Um, I'm a big believer in that free tax thing. What do you guys think about that? Free What's tax? a free tax? Uh, the fair tax. Fair tax. Gross. Not so fun. It's a tax. Here's, here's, the, um, here's the reason, uh, Tom. It's because, uh, first off, the fair tax does not include in it um, a provision for repealing the 16th Amendment. Um so therefore, an income tax is not illegal, and you know as well as I do that there's no there's no tax that a government's ever done away with. So all they're going to end yeah. up with is a, um, a is an income tax and a federal sales tax. Well, they, and there's the also the insidious uh, factor that will make every American household a welfare queen. Uh, there's this prebate concept where they send out a check every single month to every single household in America, um, right, supposedly right. to help them buy stuff. Because of the poverty level or whatever the excuse is, it's it, that's a welfare program for every single American. So no, it's a tax, what's, man. What's what's uh, what's y'all's platform with that? No taxes. No taxes. Freedom. Look, here, I believe I believe the federal government, <clears throat> since it has created, uh, you know, it it creates corporations. It it allows. I believe governments, since they create corporations, are allowed to tax corporations. The government doesn't create people. It's not allowed to tax them. There's no tax on my labor that is legitimate. There's no tax on buying and selling that is legitimate. Um, I can only see that it's, uh, that a government can legitimately tax corporations. You think that'd be enough? Uh, look, I mean, if we they never have enough, they, they, Tom. Before you go on, uh, Ron Paul said in, uh, that if we did away with the federal income tax, did away with it completely, that the government would then be bringing in enough money at that point to return to levels of 1997. Do you think the government was too big in 1997? No, I mean, I hear you there. It I was mean, too big. <laughs> well, don't don't yes. you think if they increased the corporation's tax that ultimately they'd pass it on to a consumer? Of course right. they would. It, you understand economics, and thanks for that. But um, I, the, the problem that I have with it is that uh, corporations shield bad men from uh, you know, p- p- paying for their crimes. But if you did away with taxes on uh, sole proprietorship and a partnership because they're not corporations, then people would see a benefit in not uh, – incorporating and shielding themselves from bad things, and people would then be able to do business with uh, persons that were unincorporated, and you would see you would see an entire sea change. You wouldn't see the government uh, protecting these individuals with their um, sovereignty. You, you know, um, in where, where I was from in Sarasota, Florida, a uh, a company dumped a whole bunch of barium in the ground. Barium, dude. This is the right. the, the, the most poisonous stuff you can find. Dumped it in the ground, and then they went out of business. Nobody went to jail. Nobody had to pay for it. It's just barium, and it's a super fun lean on it. And we all, um, all of us Americans, have to pay to to clean it up. 
So to answer your other question, though, or for my answer to the question, will it be enough? No, of course not. It's a government, and they never have enough money, which is why we not are where we, why we are where we are today. I uh, would say that there's no use for the federal government whatsoever, and I also would say there's no use for uh, for state or local governments. I think that what we need to do is start talking about voluntary society and voluntary order, where we don't have these uh, people, these gangsters, claiming to rule over us with force. And I think it's uh, something that people need to start talking about and looking at secession. And Tom, I want to thank. Thank you for your call. Thank you, sir. 800-259-9231. We continue. Uh, Corey is on the line in Florida, listening on WFTL. Hello, Corey. Hi, how are you? What's on your mind? First, I wanted to say I love your show. It's the first time I've ever listened to it, and it is awesome. Thanks, Thanks Corey. What's on your mind tonight? I, you know, I was listening to that guy, Adam. Um, I don't know where that guy's from. Florida. <laughs> he's, he's, he's from Florida. Florida. I, I, was, I meant more like Earth. <laughs> because when he said, you know, my fault that they don't get out and vote, I got out and voted. I voted against Bush. But right. guess what? My name wasn't listed. It wasn't the listed? The that I normally voted at was closed. Hmm. Wow. You know? It, it, you know, it happens. There are disenfranchised people out there. It's very difficult to vote. And even if you do get to vote, what difference does it make? Your guy loses. More's coming up, Corey. If you've got more, hang on. 800-259-9231. If you're on hold, we will get to you. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, the live Saturday edition. Take control of the airwaves. Toll free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those, including the updates. Get signed up. We keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Sickle CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. Sickle knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you, so their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That's Sickle CAI. As we continue with your phone calls, uh, we go to Ernie in Nevada. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ernie. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I just wanted to say that Adam seems to be one of the uh, products of our educational schooling system, where they uh, it's mentioned on uh, deliberate dumbing down and uh, John Taylor Gatto's, uh, what was the name of his book? I, Ooh, I don't uh, know. I haven't read it, but I've I've read excerpts from John Taylor Gatto, and he has his own website, and I believe it is JohnTaylorGatto.com, and it's an excellent. Uh, he's an the excellent writer. Of American education. Yes, underground history of American education. He's a former. Uh, he's a former state. I think the teacher of the year for New York State or something like that. New York um, City. Go ahead. Yeah, he was a New York City teacher. Yeah. Right, and no, he dropped think, out. I don't think that, uh, that that Adam's dumb. I think that you know, they're, they're, no, no, they're, no, no. I think there's a program. there's a religion called patriotism. Um, nationalism, nationalism, is what it is. yeah, like nationalism and patriotism really are different. They things. think they're patriots, but they're actually nationalists because right, you know, he's th- been programmed by the school as though you know, and the democracy as though fifty one percent of the people can actually tell you what to do. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say next was that. This uh, democracy is taught as a religion in school, mm-hmm. where the whole thing that we came up with with the Constitution was it was a limited republic, mm-hmm. and, and the whole idea was to protect the minority, the forty nine percent. 
not to give 51%. They're way over the other 49%. Yeah, didn't work out, though, did it? No, it didn't. Uh, no, uh, anyway, I was just going to say that there's, and he was talking about, uh, you know, leave if you don't like it, but people do this all the time. They nullify laws in their own actions. And, right. And when a pro- would he have, to- would he have told uh, Martin Luther King to leave? Yes, he, he didn't, didn't like, like it. it. Would he have told right. the founding fathers? The example of that was the 55-mile-an-hour speed limit. The government had to back down eventually, right? Right. I yeah. mean, uh, I, <laughs> I don't accept it. You know, I don't accept to leave if I don't like it. I don't like it, and I'm going to change it. I'm going to change. I'm going to, as Gandhi suggested, I believe it was Gandhi who suggested it, to be the change you want to see in the world. Well, I would like to see a voluntary society. So that's how I'm going to conduct my behavior, and that's the that's what I'm going to talk about. That's the vision that I have that I want to become a reality, and there's no reason why it shouldn't. Right. And and what really gets me going is people that don't examine their own Premises. Right. A lot of uh, most Americans, um, they certainly don't use critical thinking when it comes to a great deal of things, and that's what I try to do in this yep. program. Is I try to use critical thinking on every single issue. We've all been there. We've I been like there. the Pledge of Allegiance. I enjoy saying it, but that doesn't mean I intend to force pe- other people to say it or stand up during it. Good call. Well, Thank yeah, you. Back to the thing with yeah. Go back ahead. to the thing with the, the Pledge of Allegiance that was brought into being at the same time as this whole. Uh, public education scheme mm-hmm. sure was, which which John Taylor Gatto lays out, saying that it came from Prussia and it was designed to regiment the people. Yeah. It was designed to train people to be obedient little serfs that would never right. question their situation, that would never question, as you say, their premises, and they'll just go through their lives and work at a job and you know vote and put up with all the crap that they're dealt. And it's an awful, awful system that anybody who cares about freedom should be against to the point where they don't send their kids there. And I would like to suggest they not even pay the property taxes, though that takes a little bit more courage. Thank you for the call tonight, sir. We certainly appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. And from what little I've read of John Taylor Gatto, I recommend him. I have not read his book, but it is online on his website for free, The Underground History of American Education. You can... Read the entire thing for free on his website, and it's just great to actually have uh, somebody who was part of the system who's dropped out now and is just telling the whole story. He's just telling the truth about uh, about the education system. It is a system designed to indoctrinate, to indoctrinate little children into belief that the state is the supreme authority and that the state is wonderful and that the government is great, and it's not. It's just not. Let's continue with your calls. Talk to Todd in Michigan. All governments, all governments by their nature are evil. They have That's to correct. use force to get what they want. The only thing they have, you know, like the recommendation may be something really great, like stay under the 55 mile an hour speed limit. But the only way they can enforce it is jail and guys with guns and kidnapping. Yeah, this may be one of the better governments in the world, but that's not saying much. That's like saying we have the best form of cancer. Let's continue with Todd in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Todd. Hey, Ian. How's it going? What's on your mind tonight? Well, before I get into the thrust of my argument here, uh, I just want to say about that caller, Adam. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, wow. we all, we've, we've all been in different places, and I think Adam, you know, I, Adam's growing just like we all are. 
Um, you know, it's funny that you guys bring up the pledge tonight because uh, about about three years ago on the Libertarian Party of Michigan discussion list, when I was actively involved in that party at that point, uh, the county chair, well, who, who was the, you know, the county chair and also the co-founder of the state party then, um, was when they were talking about the, the, the pledge at that point. And he was talking about the fact that when he was a student in junior high back in the early 40s, the pledge started with the right hand over the heart, and then at the words, to the flag, the arm was extended forward with the palm facing up, not down with a Nazi salute. Well, he recalls this, he recalled it at the time because when he was 14, he flipped his hand over to the Nazi version as a joke. And then he caught, you know, hell from a, a couple of his uh, peers in, in the classroom. But uh, apparently that extension of the arm was later dropped because it, it resembled too much like the Nazi salute. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's scary. That when you yeah, see when you, you if you go on the internet and you you, you Google it website rexcurry.net, you'll see photos from the early 19th century or early 20th century. There's one of them uh, on Wikipedia as well. They're easy to find. They're yeah. all over the internet. Yeah, it's very easy to find all over the net where you see a bunch of uh, great schoolers standing up putting their arm out and pledging allegiance to the flag. Yeah, if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about the pledge and its origins, then, you know, there's no help for you. Well, you know, it, it was funny because when I was a, a kid growing up at Lottie M. Schmidt Elementary School back in the 80s, it was funny. We had to stand for the national anthem. Uh, um, um, it, was, it was played over the loudspeaker. Uh, Same at our school. Scratchy thing. Then we had to state the... Um, we, we had to reset the pledge, and it was like, <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Todd, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Yep. 800-259-9231. Government schools are nothing more than little mini prisons for children, little indoctrination centers for them. And if you don't want to send your kid there, that's fine and dandy. You've still got to pay for it. Yep. And uh, if you want to homeschool your kid, you have to beg permission from most states. Yeah. Don't forget uh, all the rules that you got to jump, the the hoops you have to right. jump through to do if it. If you don't jump through their hoops, guess what? You go to jail, and or they take, take your, your kids. Kid. Both. More coming up. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free. You can get interactive over at the wiki. Over 1,500 pages created by listeners just like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com. See what it's all about. It's uh, like the listener editable version of our website. Wiki, wiki.freetalklive.com. Phones are loaded. We go to your calls. Ladies come first. Uh, considering we don't have any, we'll go to the guys. Uh, let's start with Gene in Mississippi tonight. Gene on the amp line. Oh, hang on a second. I don't have my headphones plugged into the right port, so I can't even hear you, Gene. <laughs> I can't hear him either. Oh, you can't hear Gene? Then I guess it wasn't my fault. Gene's gone. Let's go elsewhere. This time to Dave in Delaware. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. How's everybody doing? Hey, Good great. Time. What's I on your mind tonight? Hey, I got a couple things that kind of tie together. Tonight sure. I was trying to look uh, to find information about monopolies because I was having a discussion with my dad. And I know the way you guys have talked about monopolies before. 
And it kind of like I was I realized that maybe the good idea might be if you guys had it kind of like all your previous shows archived and then like the time you, you guys write like all the different topics for the show, right? Well, generally, after the show after the show's over, I usually spend about a half an hour to an hour editing the archives and and uh, describing the show. But usually, that process just involves me sort of skipping through, you know, three to five minute segments of the show and just making notes about what I considered that segment to be about. So it is by no means are our archive descriptions complete. Uh, they they couldn't possibly be because sometimes we're just all over the map with what we're talking about. Right. So I was thinking what what, what may be really nice is if um, so you had like the time when that particular thing started about. Say someone just wanted to maybe get a volunteer to do this for you. Well, That's what I was going like, to suggest because mm-hmm. that sounds yeah. pretty time consuming. And, yeah. you know, after I'm done with three hours on the radio and a whole day of whatever it was I was doing before that, usually making calls and doing other show related stuff, uh, you know, I want to get to spend a little time with my lady before I go to sleep. So uh, so there is the wiki. You can go to wiki.freetalklive.com, and you can create, you or whoever else. I, I, this has been suggested in the past, I'm pretty certain. So there's probably more than just a little bit of interest in this. Uh, if you wanted to go through each show and do that, you could create an entire wiki page dedicated to all that information. Oh, okay. So it could, yeah, but I guess it wouldn't be like a recording, but you could say go to this recording at this time code. And just have a long list of all those. Well, you could put the recording up there if you so chose. You could. Um, you, could uh, you would have to host it uh, someplace. Um, the wiki right. will. You can upload some files to the wiki, but I don't know how much. I don't know what the restrictions right. are on that. Well, that would be really nice if you just pick a topic like the Constitution, click on it, and hear every segment you've ever talked about the Constitution. Oh, I see what you're talking oh, boy. about. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's t- now you're talking about some serious audio editing, and that's even yeah, more Yeah, you need your own website to, uh, <laughs> to create this. But it's, it's all possible. It's just that you'll have to uh, get on it yourself, my friend. Sure. The, the other thing was, um, have you guys heard about Break the Matrix? I have heard about Break the Trevor Matrix. Trevor Lyman's thing. This yeah. is... Uh, I like Trevor Lyman. I've never met him. Have you? Well, we, we've talked, uh, we talked to him on the show. Or no, we never have. Devil? He never returned my phone calls. Oh, I don't actually have anything really good to say about the guy. I mean, I don't know him. I don't know why he doesn't return my calls. But Maybe he doesn't think you're important enough. I guess, I guess not. I mean, he was. this is the guy who or, organized. He's most famous for organizing the Ron Paul money bomb that made such ah. big news last year. And we wanted to ha- I wanted to have him on the show to give him the opportunity to plug his website and talk about what he's doing and and uh, he seemed like I mean, seems like a good guy, right? He might have been busy. You never can, you can't, you can't make any I distinctions because I, I somebody didn't return your call. I emailed and called on on and a couple of different he, occasions. Maybe he realized that he was going to create a um, you know a, a libertarian media company. He felt like you were competition. Well, I don't. You can't say anything maybe, about the guy because he didn't re- re- return your call. Well, now that's what you're talking about. Now is uh, Dave, you're talking about this break the matrix concept of his, which is to create some alternative media uh, to create media that will be in competition, I guess, with the mainstream media that will be from a pro-liberty viewpoint. I thought it was a great idea. And, uh, of course, it's obviously what we've already done here on Free Talk Live, but he wants to do it for television, and I think he wants to expand and have more radio stuff. So I thought, well, I I wanted to offer him, uh, you know, whatever assistance I might be able to offer him. So I'd gotten in contact with him after the uh, the Ron Paul money bomb thing, or during that, he never called me back. I uh, called him, and I have his cell phone number. I, I doubt he gets too many messages on his cell phone, but I, I left him a message on his cell phone, and I emailed him again when I heard about the Break the Matrix thing, and I said, hey, would love to, you know, if you have any questions about this, we're kind of, uh, I'd, I'd be happy to help you. He never wrote me back or called back. And then, on top of that, this, co- this guy, this Trevor Lyman character, 
He moves to New Hampshire. You remember this? When he moved to New Hampshire? So and, I heard. And there was a press release from the Free State Project. Our 500th mover, our 500th Free Stater in state is Trevor Lyman from the Ron Paul Money Bomb. And they made a, big, they made a bunch of hay out of it, right? Well, now I've heard a rumor, and it has never been denied or really confirmed. But I've heard that he's moved out of New Hampshire now and has moved out to the West Coast so he can do his uh, his break the matrix thing. So it seems you to me you can't draw any conclusions from that either. Look, just because a guy decides I'm going to snowboard, to speculate as just, much just as because I want he to doesn't speculate. do the Free State Project the way you want it done, it does not you mean make that a he's a bad deal. guy. I didn't say he was a bad guy, but I'm speculating. He made a big deal about moving to New Hampshire as part they of the Free State. They made a big State. deal about him moving to New Hampshire. He was part of it. Okay. He made a big deal about it so he could get more traffic to his website. It seems to me that he's utilized the Ron Paul campaign to build traffic for his own website. It's in the same way that you were critiquing Ron Paul for selling a book, this guy's been building an email list so he can promote his break, uh, break the Matrix concept, which I think is a you know, fine concept. It's just that I question how they're going about doing this. They're asking for people to invest in this concept up front, invest in something that... They have no idea how you know how successful it's going to be, and and from what I can tell, they don't know what they're doing. They're talking about going to uh, to Hollywood and opening up a studio in Hollywood. What are you thinking? I mean, you want to increase your overhead costs right off the bat because opening up like a studio in Hollywood can't be cheap. Look, just because our show made it without by keeping our um uh, keeping our overhead low doesn't mean that theirs can't do it that way. That you're look. It's up to him, whatever he's doing. I'm all for anybody who's out there trying to uh, promote liberty. I'd hold on to my money if I were you as far as investing in this Break the Matrix thing. The guy doesn't return phone calls and emails. I've heard other uh, sort of uh, real suggestive things about this this particular character. And until I, you know... until I actually hear something positive about the guy, I can't, I can't recommend that anybody get involved with him. So I hope I've... Uh, I, I don't even know if I've answered your question at this point. I've gone off on a tangent. So, so are you guys going to volunteer both of your shows to be part of his programming for their network? I would have if he'd called if he'd called me back, but no, no he we'd didn't have to bother. get a phone call for that. He didn't bother <laughs> to call me back, so uh, he didn't get it. Now, uh, the guys over at Ron Paul Radio, though, they've uh, they've renamed theirs uh, their network to I think it's oh darn it, I don't have it in front of me. Free Media Networks. Uh, they've gotten their thing off the ground before the Break the Matrix. They've already got an internet video channel. And they contacted Free Talk Live and put us... That, first of all, they just put us on the air, which is fine with me. I don't care. And then they contacted us and asked if, if that was okay. And we said, yeah, great. We're glad somebody got a clue. And uh, so, I mean, if he still wants us, I'll be willing to talk to the guy. But I'm not going to shut him off or anything like that. But you've got to return a phone call if you want to make something happen. doesn't seem like he's got too much business acumen to me. Any other thoughts? Is no, that was everything. All right, Dave, thanks for the call, dude. Certainly appreciate it. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So it's not like he didn't do something valuable for the Ron Paul campaign. He certainly did. I don't want to make it sound like I'm attacking him for that. And maybe he doesn't know how to run a business, in which case eh, not everybody's cut out for it, in which case I don't know if he should be doing this uh, taking people's money to invest in a business he doesn't know how to run thing. Maybe it's just me. I think he's right that uh, that media is where libertarians need to uh, focus right now. If you're going to, you know, concentrate on uh, national level, I think even on a local level you would need to. But um, I, I 
I don't, I don't think there's much to save on a national level, honestly. I, I think that the uh, presidency and the uh, the federal government is too big of a, a peach sitting on the vine there for the, uh, the, the, the those that would rule us um, to, to leave alone. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. You can bring up anything, though. The phones are loaded. We'll try to get you in here even in these remaining moments. Josh, Dean, Nathan, Randy, all on the line. If you call in now, odds are you won't get through. But if you're on hold, we'll do our best. More coming up. This is your show. You can take control. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. It is uh, Saturday edition. You can take control of the airwaves. Not going to bother giving you the number because we're almost out of time and the phones are loaded. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site we give away, and if you enjoy the show, then become an amplifier. Join the club. It's three bucks a month. Now remember, you get all the features on the site for free, so this is above and beyond all that. You go to amp.freetalklive.com to learn more about the program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote, and the idea is simple. You send in three bucks a month via any major credit card or PayPal. It's done on an automatic monthly basis. You don't even have to think about it once you start AMPing. And we take that money in and we use it to get on more radio stations across the country. Uh, we use it to bring more Internet listeners on board the program. We're currently advertising on uh, Google AdWords as well as LouRockwell.com, one of the most popular liberty-oriented blog sites uh, in, uh, Talkers in the world. Magazine. We are advertising in Talkers Magazine as well. In fact, we're going to be going to the Talkers New Media Seminar coming up here uh, in June. early June, as a matter of fact. So you guys are going to be getting a, uh, you Saturday listeners will be getting a couple different co-hosts on one of those nights, if all goes as planned. Because we like to stay live, even when Ian and Mark can't be in the studio. And so those will be two of the the rare nights of the year that we won't actually be here. But I'm actually going to be presenting at uh, Talkers. I'm going to be on a panel this year, which is pretty cool. Mm. I'm excited about that. And it's it's actually a panel about sort of internet talk radio and so I've been invited to participate in that. It's the first year uh, any, either of us has ever been on a panel. So, again, another sign that everything is moving in the right direction, that uh, our, our influence in the industry is, it, is We're going to be one of the big shows. There's no, there's no doubt in my mind. So all things are going well, and the amplifiers are helping make this all possible. So if you want to join their ranks, go to amp.freetalklive.com. You'll get access to the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details are at amp.freetalklive.com. Dot com. We go to your phone calls. Nathan's on the line in South Carolina listening on WSC-FM. Hello, Nathan. Hi. Uh, I just started listening to you guys' show recently, so I'm not really familiar with everybody, but um, I heard uh, one of you guys, I'm not sure who it was, made the comments earlier about how um, you're, you don't like federal, state, or local governments, and you would like to see, your ideal would be to see a voluntary society. I don't remember who was. was That's, that would that. be me. That would be me. My name is Ian. Ian. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Ian. Um, well, the question I have for you is related to that, and I'm just curious if if we take your um, ideal society into account, um, could you describe for us as your listeners um, what a justice system would look like in that kind of society? It's an excellent question. The voluntary society, is a, the basic concept of it is that um, – Right now, most everything is voluntary. Most all the business and the uh, relationships that you're in are on a voluntary basis where you choose to 
do business with those entities. The only things that don't qualify are things uh, that the government deals with and any other gangsters. So uh, justice is one of those issues. Protection is another one. The roads, you know, there are certain issues. And so the idea would be to take those out of the hands of the coercive structure and make it and volunteerize it or marketize it or whatever you want to talk about. As far as the vision is concerned, it's probably a little much to get into in, in the final segment of the program, but I'll try my best here. The idea would be instead of having a monopolistic governmental court system with a clear conflict of interest in that the prosecutor and the judge are both working for the same side, you would have uh, competing market-based arbitration firms. And odds are good that um, any contract that you get into would have, for instance, an arbitrator specified in that contract. Uh, if you didn't have a, uh, an arbitrator specified, you could select one after the fact in the event that something occurred and you needed to, uh, you needed to have one. And those arbitrators uh, would compete in the marketplace for your business based on factors that the government could give a flip about. They would compete on speed. Uh, the government claims you have a right to a speedy trial, but anybody that's ever dealt with the government knows that that's just nonsense. They would right. com- they would compete based on uh, effectiveness. They would compete based on customer satisfaction. And in a, the world of arbitration, both parties have to agree in advance to accept the decision of the arbitrator. So therefore, you're going to want to choose an arbitrator who's known for having fair decisions. You're not going to go to an arbitrator that's known to be corrupt because those people won't stay in business very long because people won't choose to do business with them. So the marketplace competition would automatically exclude those who are uh, corrupt or corruptible because, uh, because there's always going to be another agency out there that you could choose to have arbitrate your matters. And, you know, there are, of course, a bunch of questions that inevitably arise from this particular issue of delving into this issue. You know, well, what if I don't want to go to your arbitrator and you don't want to go to my arbitrator? Well, that's a, an easy one. We would pick both pick our own arbitrator, and then those arbitrators would already have uh, interlocking agreements in the ways that insurance companies have interlo- interlocking agreements. And those arbitrators would choose a third arbitrator to go in between. It would increase the cost for the, the losing party. So there's you have an incentive to agree on, on one arbitrator, but the marketplace will have ways of dealing with all of these situations. Um, uh, did that answer your question? Well, yes, partly. But uh, where where would your where would something like a police force come from? I mean, let's let's suppose that like in in your voluntary society that you and I are neighbors on the same street, mm-hmm. and uh, one night some guys come up to your house and decide that they're just going to break into your house with their guns and they're going to rob you. Mm. And I see this happening, and. Um, other people on the block see this happening. What's 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 going to happen if, if you don't have a state, local, or federal government that could be, you know, a regulated protection force? If everything's voluntary, what if no one volunteers? Well, first of all, voluntary just means the type of interaction. Right. Voluntary. It doesn't mean uh, you know doing something without. Right. Pay. Your uh, your insurance company isn't volunteering to give you insurance. You're voluntarily entering into agreement with them to to purchase insurance. So in the same way, you would voluntarily enter into an agreement with a protection agency. A, again, a market-based protection agency. Many of the good cops that we have out there would be great at uh, market-based protection. Whereas the sadistic cops, the ones that you see in the in the news stories, beating on people and hurting people. Those people would not have a job in uh, marketplace protection because, again, no one's going to want to hire a group of sadists to uh, to come and uh, keep their family and their property safe. 
So, uh, so the marketplace protection agencies would be competing, again, on the, the, uh, the, the different factors that we all really want to see from the police, but they never really deliver because they're a monopoly provided by the government, and they don't have incentives. They don't care if you're not satisfied with their services. They have no obligation to provide them to you in the first place, but you have to pay for it whether you like it or not. Whereas in a voluntary structure, you would choose to, to hire a protection agency. Similarly, your neighbors would choose to hire. Perhaps your neighborhood would go in together and get a bulk buy discount and, and hire the same agency for the same, you know, for the same street or the same neighborhood or whatever. So... Um, it, it sounds to me like, uh, you know, without there being taxes, life would still be pretty expensive. Oh, uh, you'd have to pay for person. things, of course. But yeah, now, no, take into consideration that everything the government does, um, it does inefficiently and it costs more, right? You understand that? You agree? Yes. Okay, good. Right. Yes. So, so therefore, there's going to be that savings there. But the government does provide good, you know, provide services, supposedly. Um, you know, I, I hate using that terminology. Services that. Uh, you, you want, I mean, you want fire protection, you want police protection, you want garbage pickup, and most places uh, the government provides that. You want cable TV and electricity and water. The, go- the government provides all these in some places. You you want a military uh, to protect you, you, you know, protection in general. You have to pay for what you want. Right. And in the marketplace, competition brings prices down. But because government doesn't have competition, because government has effectively outlawed competition, it gets to set arbitrary prices, and you have to pay or you go to jail. So in the marketplace... It's a voluntary choice. If you don't want those services, well, then you risk having your house burnt down and no one coming to do anything about it. Uh, so there's, you know, certainly you're going to have to pay, but you're paying right now, and you're paying more now than you would pay in the marketplace because of competition. If you'd like to learn more, go to book.freekeen.com. There's an audio book on there called The Market, Market for Liberty. It's also available in PDF form, and it's an excellent introduction into a lot of these ideas, much more than we could do in you know the next two minutes. Thank you for the call. We certainly appreciate it. That's book.freekeen.com. We continue here with Randy in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hello, Randy. Good, brother. We don't have enough time left for what I was going to say. I just want to say you guys are right as normal, so I'll let you go with that. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Call us again uh, when you have a little bit more time. Appreciate it. Well, uh, I mean you guys. I'm sorry? I mean, you guys, when you guys have more time. Oh, well, we're on every night. So, yeah, call us back any old time, man. Thanks. Uh, let's talk to Josh in Nevada. Josh, you're on Free Talk Live. Short on Josh time? Just dropped. Josh is gone. Let's try Dean in Canada. Last 20 seconds. Dean, go for it. Yeah, um, I was just I just wanted to bring up a lot of the uh, Canadian um, oppression and stuff. And mm. I was going to talk about the Avro Arrow, which is the foundation of uh, the fighter aircraft the United States has today. The Abro Arrow? The Abro Arrow was okay. the original prototype to the modern uh, equipment that the, the U.S. uses now. Okay. And was that a Canadian idea? Definitely was. There's actually there's actually a lot of it was uh, uh, handed over by a Freemason named uh, Diefenbaker. Oh, that sounds awfully complicated, and I don't think we have time to get into it, but it sounds like the Schnurrenburgers. The Schnurgenburgers are behind it, huh? All right, it's been Ian here with you. And Mark. Uh, we'll have to talk about the Schnurgenburgers some other time, too. No, you talk about them, you'll end up dead. <laughs> Uh-oh. Maybe we won't be back Monday night, but maybe we will. In the meantime, we'll see you online at freetalklive.com. Have a great and safe and fun weekend. 
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 